Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Welcome back to the Captain's Run with the great Cameron Smith. We are here for Chemist Warehouse. Head into Chemist Warehouse for great savings every day. Call us in. 1300-01-1170. Ask Smithy all your rugby league questions or text 0457-736-736. And don't worry, for people that have text, we've still got a 1,000 to get through. We'll get through a lot of them by the end of the show. Uh, make sure to follow at SCN League on Instagram and TikTok. Captain's Run NRL on Twitter. Now, to make the makeup of the top eight looking mm. very interesting after the opening seven rounds. Four teams from last year's top eight still remain outside the top eight. Roosters, Eels, Raiders, Cowboys. And the fact that our producer is a Roosters fans brings joy to my heart that they're not in the eight. Uh, out of the four teams currently out of the top eight, who jumps back in, Smithy? Oh, geez. Well, maybe the Roosters, if they if they get some sort of form going, um, some sort of consistency really, but um, question marks over what's happening with their squad at the moment. Sam Walker, I know we'll move to that. Sam Walker dropped for this week's game against the Dragons, um, which is the Anzac Day clash actually in, in Sydney. I don't know, maybe uh, like the Parramatta go on a run and get up there. Newcastle last week, off, off their last fortnight, Newcastle have been pretty impressive. If they can find that form um, for the for the rest of this season, they're, they're a chance, but I don't know. The teams in the top currently in the top eight, do they drop out? Mm. Like Dolphins, Dolphins currently sitting eighth. Do they keep their spot in the eight over the next month or six weeks? Um, Melbourne question marks around their form. A lot of people saying, "Oh, they're on the slide," beaten by a, a very aggressive team on the weekend um, in Manly. But they they get a big in uh, leading into this game. Big Nelson, Asofa Solomona, of course, back. Cameron Munster back to six. So. There's always, you know, things moving, changing, and particularly, I'll tell you one thing that can have an influence, and, and it was a subject that we are talking about earlier, Kempi, was like these sin binnings and, and charges from round to round. I'd love to know how many suspensions we've had. Mm. So we've had we've had an increase in um, sin binnings, but the suspensions have been huge. Like, you know, every te- I'd say nearly every team is dealing with a suspended player at the moment. Yeah. Being, being unavailable due to suspension. So... Maybe, you know, that has an effect too on, on where these teams finish. But um, for the for the sides that were in the eight last year that aren't in it at the moment, like North Queensland for me, they're, they're the under underachievers so far. Mm. As far as, like, with their roster, um, with how we know they can play their football when they're at their best, like, they're, they're sitting second last. Mm. They've only won two games out of their seven this year, which is just, it's, to put it bluntly, it's not good enough. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not sure. Like, for those teams that aren't that were there last year, then not there currently, like, what are your thoughts of? Mate, I, um, I think the Eels are probably the most likely to get in the eight. And I know that they've been really disappointing, but mm-hmm. I actually think I've seen more minutes of high-quality football from the Eels than the Roosters this year. I just think the Roosters have they've maybe put together uh, 20 minutes 
out of maybe four games that I've gone, that's the Roosters Rugby League. Whereas the Eels have had the toughest draw to start the season mm-hmm. and they've essentially been in every single game that they've played. Um, mm-hmm. Now, look, that sounds like excuses for the Eels and I'm, I'm not giving excuses at all. They should be in the top four right now if they are a top four, in, if they were to go off last year's form. So the yep. Eels and the Roosters, I definitely can see coming into the eight. Uh, unfortunately for the Cowboys, I've got real concerns about them this year and I, uh, I am almost convinced that they won't make the eight this year. And that's coming from a guy that had them as a premiership threat at yeah. the start of the year. But Same here. looking at their numbers last week, I think against the Warriors, uh, they had – so this is the second time they've lost to the Warriors as well. Yep. They also had one of the, the – you know, and this is no disrespect to their teams, but one of the easier draws if you compare positions last year of the competition. But I looked at their – so they last week, I'm pretty sure they had 40 missed tackles and only I think like – maybe 15 tackle breaks. And what that says to me is that they, they are struggling in the contact. So are they either under-trained or over-trained or are they not wanting to be on the rugby league field? Because contact is its almost the main part of the game. You've, if you don't embrace the contact and you don't win that battle, you will be dominated by every side you play. You can have the best outside backs. You can have the best ball players. If you don't embrace the con- – and that's my concern with the, the Cowboys – is that when you see stats like that where they're barely breaking tackles and also they're getting broken by tackles, mm, mm. that they're not embracing the contact. And so I'm yeah. concerned about either have they gone – last year the reason they exploded onto the scene, was it yep. due to the fact that they had this crazy standard-bearing preseason where everyone got super tough? Have they repeated that and made themselves fatigued? Or did they get comfortable and not go as hard this year? I wonder which one is the, the kind of right answer. Yeah, well, it might be in the middle too, mate, because mm. they they a lot of their players, which many clubs are in a similar situation, but a lot of their players played um, in the World Cup, so they only they come back and they started playing, uh, started training in the preseason in in sort of early January. So they had a a shortened preseason, a shortened build up, maybe you know six weeks to get ready for this, compared to last year where they had a quite a lengthy preseason, <clears throat> where Todd Payton and, and it's been. Um, said publicly by a lot of their players last year about how tough the preseason was and how he really challenged them mentally uh, to become stronger, a, a mentally stronger footy side, particularly when they're, um, they were defending their trial line. So that, that I agree with you. That, that has been the main difference in their game this year is that um, they, ha- they haven't been able to find a way to stop opposition teams scoring often. Mm. which they were so good at last year. I know they finished in the top four um, for like points conceded last year. At the moment, they're well and truly in the bottom eight. Mm. There's really only one side sitting out to- outside of the top eight at the moment for um, points conceded that that you could chuck in just on that stat alone, and that would be the Roosters. Yeah. Every, every other team sitting in the bottom eight are 150-plus points against. Mm. Um, whereas you look at you know the, the, the better sides – so um, Penrith, they're the best team as far as points conceded is concerned. They've only conceded 79 points this year against. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. And, and then they've only played six games, but the Broncos, they're next at 116. They've played seven. So they played an extra game. Mm. And, and then surprise, surprise, both teams first and second on the ladder. Yeah. It's, it's almost like clockwork. You feel like you're just repeating yourself each year, like defense wins premierships. Yeah. Um, I will say uh, we've got a quick test here, text here. Kempi, the Roosters beat Parra pretty easy. Um, 
Yeah, but if you remember the game, what happened? Roosters came out, played incredible first half, and you go, wow, here are the Roosters. And then what mm. happened? Second half, they slid in like four tries in the last whatever amount of minutes. And so mm. that's what I mean in regards to I've probably seen Para play more high-quality minutes at the moment than Roosters, even though I have Roosters more likely um, to like shake the premiership. I just yep. think right now I've seen more uh, para-style rugby league, and I think the Roosters are still trying to find their way. Anyway, speaking of the Roosters, Sam Walker dropped. Uh, he's dropped for the Anzac Clash. Manu will play 5-8. Kiri at halfback. Uh, what do you think of this move, Smithy? Yeah, big one. Well, I've heard this this morning. Um which I must admit, I was I was pretty surprised because I thought he'd, he'd played some pretty good footy um, f- through the first you know seven weeks. And I, I know they haven't been at their best over the last couple, but I, I haven't watched their games over the last fortnight and watched Sam Walker and gone, I think he needs some time in reserve grade. I haven't, he hasn't been a standout for me. Mm. Like if, if you look at their game entirely, there's probably, there's probably more experienced guys in their team at the moment that need to, that need to lift, mm. you know, like Victor Radley at the moment, wonderful player, love the way he plays, but you know, he's just got to control. Um, he's got to control himself with these continued sin binnings. Mm. We mentioned before about the effect it has on your footy side when you get sent to the sin bin for 10 minutes and, and how costly it can be. He's just got to, he's just got to control himself a lot more than what he, what he is doing at the moment. So, so to point the figure at a at a you know a young halfback and say, mate, like, I think you need to spend some time in reserve grade. Um, yeah, I, I think that was a little bit harsh, but at the same time, <laughs> we're not there. Yeah, you're like we're not we're not in their um, we're not in their camp. They that must be the re- they see that's the reason um, all the way forward, particularly over the next little bit. And maybe maybe they think it's the best thing for Sam. He might be struggling with confidence at the moment. I'm to, I'm not too sure. Mm. But but from a from an outsider looking in, watching watching their games, I I wouldn't have said the change that needs to be made to this football side is Sam Walker needs to go to reserve grade and we have a reshuffle mm. in the lineup. Mate, I uh, very surprised by this. I'm actually shocked by it because a couple of weeks ago I thought Sam had improved his defence out of this world. He'd gone maybe two to three games with like 20 to 24 tackles and zero misses. Had a tough night the other night. He missed eight tackles. My concern is, you know, when you're in these situations and you're a glamour club like the Roosters, I just worry the message that it sends to the rest of the team. And I'll be the first to put my hand up and say, when Demetrio hooked uh, Lockie Elias, and I, I thought that was a bad call, it ended up being the right call. So I'm happy to put my hand up in a few months' time if Sam Walker comes back and kills it and they kill it and go, you know what, Robbo knew more than me. But like right now with the information I have, what I'm surprised at is the Roosters right now, they're actually one win outside the top four. So they're currently sitting on eight points and they've only played six, ga- six games. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so if, if they were in a situation where they desperately needed to – bank some points up to get into that top four because history would suggest if you're not in the top four, you don't win the comp. Yep. Then I could understand such an extreme decision. But they're playing the Dragons next week. 
And as we spoke about, as you said uh, earlier uh, before the show, it's surprising that they're playing the Dragons. And, you know, you'd, you'd think maybe maybe give the kid a chance to go, okay, mate, you're playing the Dragons. If you're a top-tier yep. half in this game, you should be able to dominate this game or at least get us a good solid win. Yep. And so that's what surprises me. They're not desperate. Even though they're outside the eight on points differential, they're not desperate for points to make the top eight, uh, top four. Mm-hmm. Sam Walker has had three games in a row of great defense. And I just, I just think that with, if you're trying to send a message, wouldn't you do it with a bigger player than yeah. Sam? Yeah. So, yeah, which is my point before, mate, yeah. which, you know, I, I see a couple of more experienced players in that footy side at the moment that could be playing a lot better than what they are right now. It, like, and to me, it didn't, his form, it didn't particularly sort of send alarm bells to me watching them play, saying, oh, geez, he's out of form. He, he needs to spend a bit of time in reserve grade to, to regain some confidence and bring his best football back. I'd have been looking at some of the more experienced players and maybe not saying drop them. Like, I'm not saying drop a, a Victor Radley. I'm just saying grab him and just say, listen, mate, like, <laughs> we got to knock these sin binnings on the head. Mm. Because they're, they're, they're not so much... They're not so much just part of the game, sin bins, where you go, oh, a little unlucky there, but I can understand what he was trying to do. They're just silly ones. Mm. Like the one on the weekend he ran in to try and stop the play to get a, a captain's <laughs> challenge. That rule has been changed. <laughs> a memo was sent out to every club um, before the season kicked off and said, you cannot do this anymore. Mm. You can't run in and intentionally stop the play to get a captain's challenge. You can't you can't gain an advantage out of doing that. If you do so, it'll be a professional foul. You'll be put in the bin. You, you know, what, with the Roosters, I feel like, and and I know they would never they would never take this on vice on board. And you know what? Don't take any of my advice on board. But you know what Melbourne Storm <laughs> did for so well <laughs> is when you guys were you know really in your dominant period. What I always I guess respected about what you did is you weren't you weren't actually you weren't hyper aggressive. You're almost hyper tough. Like I, mm. I would never went into a uh, a game against the Storm and was like worried about blokes shooting out of the line, swinging arms, all, all that kind of stuff. What I knew was it was going to be a like just a massive, massive grind, and that no inch, every tackle was going to be solid, every everything was going to be tough and at the top tier level. And I just mm. wonder whether the Roosters sometimes lean a bit too heavily into hyper aggression instead of hyper toughness. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, man, yeah. I, I completely get your point and. And I understand, you know, having played at Melbourne my entire career, that's that really was the way we played. We never really had a – well, sort of every couple of years we'd probably get a player that played that style of footy that, you know, a JWH or a Victor Radley plays where they like going out and being, you know, sort of intimidating to the opposition. But more times than not, it was more around being effective. Yeah. So you played, you played tough and you played aggressive, but it was more – you know, the coach wanted you to be more effective than just trying to hurt people mm. or intimidate people, I should say. Yeah, okay. Uh, it was more around, you know, being effective in your role. Still yeah. had to be aggressive with your line speed and your first contact and all that sort of stuff, but it was more about being effective and getting your job done and playing high percentage stuff. So maybe that's the way they they may need to tweak that a little bit, but at the same time, sometimes that's the reason why those particular players are playing first grade, Kempi. mm yeah. It's because of that that the way they play and and that that intimidating style of footy that they do play. That's the reason why they're picked to play first grade. So, it's a bit of a juggling act. But yeah, just on that topic, I think 
I, I would have given him at least this week. Mm. I would have sat him down and said, Sam, mate, we need a bit more from you. If you think he hasn't been playing well, just say, mate, we need a bit more from you. Dragons aren't going well at the moment. This is a game we have to win. If you can't show me that you're up to it at the moment, then I'm going to have to send you back and give you a couple of weeks out of it. Yeah. Uh, just, yeah, really surprising because it's, it's not like he hasn't been dropped before. You know, he's been sent back to reserve grade, uh, I think it was either last year or the year before. Anyway, look, mm. you know, to be to be clear, fair, I guess, he's 20 years old. This kid, he'll come back bigger and better than ever, in my opinion. Yeah. I'm sure you agree, Smithy. He's got a long career. Man. Oh, a long, long career ahead of him. I mean, he's already played over, I think, 50 NRL games or maybe even more. Yep. And he's 20 years old as, as, a, as a half, as a seven. I mean, yep. I think he'll bounce back and bounce back in a big way. Uh, We're going to head to a break. And after the break, we share our holy schnitz moments. Thanks to schnitz.